I don't care if this show lasts 20, 25 minutes, you know? <laughs> All right. We'll go longer than that because we always do, no matter what. We we always like, this will be a short one an hour later. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're still rambling on about still something. Still rambling about just garbage. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the R&R CatCast. I'm Ryan, joined by my co-host, Ryan. How are you doing, Thorny? Not bad. Yourself, Ryan? <laughs> I don't well, know. I don't know how I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Am I good? Is it is it all right that the season's over with now? It had to happen, I'm afraid. I guess so. It had I to happen so. the way that it happened since we since we were put on North Coast State side of the bracket. I mean, <laughs> this was the best possible outcome, really, in some ways. Like we won our first playoff game, we lost into SU. Like I don't know if there was any higher ceiling than that. <laughs> so as Choate said, I'm okay. We would have to play him at one point, and it just so happened to be the second game around, and it was for sure our last. So, (laughs) yeah, nope. And as uh, you kind of coaxed me the last episode into picking the Bobcats for victory, but I knew in my head that that (laughs) I was not very confident in that. I was like, all right, it's a Bobcat podcast, sure, whatever, we'll win. But I pretty much played out worst case scenario that I thought it could, but certainly how I thought it might. So anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But, you're jumping ahead. You know, yep. what's coming to next. Yep. Yeah. You start. Okay. Well, okay. I'll start this week. I myself am drinking a Jubal ale. Do you know where Jubal ale comes from? No, they do it every year. Sounds like it's a happy place. Deschutes, yeah. The shoots brewery out of uh, someplace in Oregon. I don't know. Bend, Bend, Oregon. Yeah, they put it out every year. Uh, uh, Their winter festive ale, and uh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. My wife picked it up. We had some people over on Sunday for football watching purposes, and she got two uh, Sixers of Deschutes beer, one of Mere Pond. Remember good old Mere Pond from back in the day? I never drank too much of it. Oh, come on now. So when we were in college, when you go to like the Rocking R Bar and – uh, they would have it on special every now and then. And I remember <laughs> drinking it and I was like, man, well, why do we have to drink this? Just give me like, you know, like a Coors Light or a Miller Light or something <laughs> like that. And, yeah. and and now it's like pretty much standard, you know, so Mere Pond, we have that in our fridge tonight, but I chose the Jubal Ale for nothing else besides I already had a Mere Pond tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already finished off the, um, the growler I bought on Friday night. I finished it tonight. It was kind of flat anyway. And I don't remember what it was because I was in a big hurry at a Christmas festival to get it filled. And I don't even remember what it was. So I'm glad I drank it before the show because you were going to ask me. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm drinking. I knew it was a <laughs> amber, a red amber. That's all I remember about it. But uh, I ended up with a scuttlebutt amber, which is from Everett, Washington. You ever had scuttlebutt? I no, I haven't. I've seen them in the grocery store. They have a really cool looking IPA can that I keep like gravitating towards, but I, I never <laughs> buy it. It's it's a nice like orange sunset uh, sailboat kind of thing, but yep. uh, never seen it. I've and never seen anything else from them. I know you like cans. I know you like the attractive cans. We've talked about this. <laughs> I like cans. <laughs> so yeah, this is just an amber, scuttlebutt amber. It's pretty good. I wanted to pick a beer that summed up my feelings from Saturday, but to be honest, a beer drinking a beer from a growler that was flat and old, I didn't remember what it was. That kind of summed it up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have summed it up. Just like, what am I even drinking? This is 
Um, it's flat now. I'm not even excited to drink it anymore. Pretty much how I felt about watching that game. <laughs> there was a little bit of solace once I just accepted defeat shortly into the first <laughs> quarter. <laughs> and I was just like, it made the the viewing of it go so much easier for me. I wasn't, I wasn't like anxious. I wasn't hyped. I was just like, oh, you know, this is what was supposed to happen. And um, it's playing out. And anything that was good from there was pretty much gravy in my point. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of like my view uh, or my lens of watching the game on Saturday for me. No, I mean, that's kind of how when these kinds of games happen and they haven't happened a whole lot under, you know, Cho or even anybody like not to this magnitude, but when you're down, usually it's an FBS game. You, you just kind of like look for, okay, well, how do the guys respond? We still got to run our plays. We still got to try and execute, like basically use it as a practice, as a measuring stick to see what you can still do. And so, I mean, from that perspective, it's like, all right, well, how are the younger guys going to look? How are we going to keep fighting? You know, you got to kind of enjoy the little nuggets that you can when it's 38 to three at halftime. So one thing I was just popping into my mind when you were just going through that was, you know, you and I talked about this through last week and even texting and we didn't expect uh, Montana state to win. To me, that felt different than when, when we were with Ash and we would get into these, those two Sam Houston state games. Do you remember that? Yes. Did that feel different to you? Like where you felt like, okay, maybe we could win those games. I remember one of those games against Sam Houston State. It was just devastating to me. I was like, I thought for sure we were going to win. It was like December 7th. They came into town. It was cold. It was a night game. It was primed for us to win. Going into this, I was like, you know, if we win, it would be the most epic thing ever. However, you know, in my in my mind, not in my heart, I knew <laughs> we had no shot. Yeah, so. I, th I think playing North Dakota State realigns your expectations. Like, they are one of the most dominant college programs in the last seven years, ten years almost, even if you go back a few more years than than any level of college football. So you play them in the playoffs, like they're built for the playoffs, and arguably their best team that they fielded. No, I did not have any expectations for a victory. But yeah, Sam Houston State, they were kind of the upstarts then. They weren't the perennial powerhouse they had some really good teams like there they've kind of as you see they've kind of faded too so like they're not a, a team that just a program that just keeps churning out you know semi-final national championship appearance after national championship appearance so when we played them i absolutely had some expectations to win those games like I, like realistically i'm like we should win this game especially at home like the one you're talking about yeah but on the road against north dakota state who is what won 22 of their 23 home Division one playoff games in Fargo, like no, not 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 a lot of expectations for a victory there. I, I appreciated the, all the optimism and everything I saw on the board. I'm like, that's the spirit. I just can't, I can't do it. I just can't be that guy. I, I just can't pick those things in the in the face of those odds. You know, in a way, in some weird way, NDSU has made the playoff run just kind of boring. Uh, I mean. They're so dominant that the interest in FCS football, besides NDSU football, like from a national level, like there's just not a lot of parity. So you're just gonna you're gonna get NDSU in the title game, and you hope you catch them on 
a, a bad day, but they don't seem to have those. So, no, it's it's a good point. Like you look, you look at like uh, FBS, and there's the same handful of teams competing for it every year with varying degrees. And then what is it? The Division three is the same teams every year. It's like Whitworth and or who who are those? Mount Mount Union. You know what I'm talking about? Like the same Division three schools like face each other in the national championship year after year. Mm-hmm. But uh, the FCS had such parity for a long time. Like you just really never knew who was going to rise up because it's hard to keep consistent culture. It's hard to keep, keep coaches around. It's hard to catch, like keep recruiting consistent talent. Cause that's like, you might strike lightning with a bottle or lightning in a bottle, you know, might get some really good recruits one year and then you can't sustain that recruiting advantage that you had. So there was so much more parity in the FCS and, that's an interesting con. It's an interesting thought because maybe that's why it was a little bit more appealing to at least a casual observer because you really never knew who's going to win. The playoffs were always all right. You're in the playoffs. You have a shot at winning the title just because you're in the playoffs and it's anybody's game now. It's a whole new season. But now <laughs> North Dakota State's pretty much unless you're a special special team like James Madison was last year. What <laughs> what are you going to do? You're just going to get steamrolled. Yeah. Because NDSU is like probably a top 25 FBS team. I totally agree with that. And it's, it's so easy to, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're just like, well, of course you're a Bobcat fan and you got steamrolled. So you're going to justify that some way you can. I just, I legitimately think that they're, I mean, they've received AP votes in the past. Like they are legitimately, I, they'd probably finish top third of the big 12 every year. <laughs> what holds them back? Why are not I, I haven't heard anything about them, you know, pursuing uh, FBS stature, but I don't pay much attention to them, honestly. So. I'm sure it's the same thing that holds any school back that could go up. It's just like you got to sponsor all those extra sports and spend so much more money in a town that's a small market viewership wise. I mean, there's just, it's, it's, it's such a shiny object to go for, but when you start crunching numbers, it, most of the time it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me, though. Of course, App State went up, and they're <laughs> no middle of Nowheresville, North Carolina, right? Boone, Boone, <laughs> <laughs> a town of like fourteen thousand people or something, and here they are, pretty good actually. Like they're 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 winning like conference championships, but that's there you go. Like that's what happens. You go up there, you finish eight and three as an App State t- type team, and you're not even ranked. So what does it matter? Yeah, so let me ask you this. Uh, would you rather go up to FBS and join a weaker conference and have a, de- a decent uh, decent win-loss record and then get into some kind of crappy bowl? Or would you rather stay at FCS and play for a national championship? All right, so, you're, so we're not even talking about the North Coast State game anymore, but I like it because I don't want to talk about it anyway. So let's <laughs> – I've thought a lot about this. It would – so – 95%, 99% of the games you're going to see as a fan are going to be conference members. Like, okay, there's some out-of-conference stuff too, but most of the games you're watching are a conference. So it'd be fun to be like in some sort of realigned Mountain West conference that had all your traditional rivals, like big, like not directional schools, like flagship universities. Uh, that would be pretty fun. And it would be fun to go to a bowl game, but it's hard to give up the playoffs, like a chance to win a national championship is just a little excitement that a bowl game doesn't bring you. 
but that's spoken from the side of someone who's never been a fan, really a big fan of a team who goes to a bowl game. You probably have better perspective on this because you're a legitimate FBS team fan where I am not. I'm pretty much Bobcats or bust. Well, my father went to Ohio State, so I grew up a Buckeye fan. And so my, my view is a little bit skewed because well, they're the Buckeyes, right? But then, you know, I'm, I married into a Kook family, just like uh, you did. And so to me, it feels, it feels less sexy in a way to go to a bowl game. Like when, when you're in like the playoffs, it's like do or die. And you're like, you can actually win a national championship. When if you get to like, you know, the savers world, or I don't even know what kind of bowl, you know, some mid-level low tier bowl. Like it's just like, yeah, you know, we had a good season. We were eight and three or, you know, seven and four, or, you know, six and five. We made a bowl game. Woohoo. And if that's what you're shooting for and you know, like app state's never going to play for a national championship. No. They'll, they'll never once again play for national like, championship. Yeah, never. Not, not They'll ever. probably never, ever, ever play for a uh, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's, what do they call that, Six those six-game bowls? Yeah. I it's, mean, it, if Boise State couldn't do it when they were ranked in the top ten, that no one is ever going to do it. Unless they, you know, even if they expand to eight playoff teams, it's, I mean, even Pac-12 teams are would have a hard time getting out, you know, two teams in really. You I know? sure would love to see what central Florida could do though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. So I, to me, like the FCS is to answer that question, I would rather stay at the FCS and do, uh, have my chance at winning a national championship. than go up to FBS level, be in a weaker conference, you know, have your games and then make some meaningless bowl game. No, you know, I, like I said, I waffle back and forth. It'd be fun to be in a conference that included like Boise state and maybe like, uh, I don't know, Utah state, Montana, Idaho, you know, name your other kind of big time schools, Fresno state, some of your decent programs out there. It'd be kind of a fun conference to be in, but what, so yeah, you're going to play in the, the Dunder Mifflin bowl, you know, (laughs) (laughs) It's not really well, you know, not that us, enticing. But talk to the Idaho fans; they seem to think that going four and seven year after year in FBS is better than FCS. So, it, are they still seeing that tune? I I don't know. I haven't visited. I haven't visited the board. I visited every once for about half the season up until our game, and maybe a week or two after. It was it was such a drag to go over there. It's kind of stopped even bothering going over there. <laughs> you know, the so, only don't thing know. I could. The only thing I could see that would make it worth it would be like you and me calling each other up and we're like, hey, you want to meet at this bowl? Well, you know, we'll, we'll fly down to some sort of destination and just meet up and watch the cats play. No, the bowl, going to a bowl game would be fun. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. It'd be fun. But I don't know. Something about competing for the national championship, even if it's a division down from the main competition, is still just that's what you're here for, you know? Absolutely. To win at the highest level that you are able to win at and going seven and four and getting because what a what a 60 70 teams make a bowl game now more than half the division like that's not that's borderline participation trophy levels right there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so we would have won a bowl game or we would have been a bowl game like 
for 15 straight years, basically. <laughs> you we, had a, we had a winning record for what, 13, 14 years in a row or whatever. We would have been a bowl game probably 90% of those years. <laughs> yeah. I think you only need like six wins to get into a bowl game. It's yeah. Ridiculous. I, I only say it's not a hundred percent. Cause I don't know what the, there wasn't as many bowl games like in the mid two thousands. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe, maybe the six and five teams, like the early Ash teams, maybe would be a bowl game. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, all right. So that's a tangent. Is there anything else you want? Do we even want to talk about the North coast gate game? I mean, we need to at least talk about how we measured up and how we didn't measure up. I guess probably a more accurate statement. It's pretty clear that our offensive line and defensive line were nowhere near the same caliber. Um, our team speed, size, I mean, pretty much every possible thing you can think of, we were inferior at to them. Like there, there was no glimmer of hope. Like we're better in this area. So like we didn't have anything that I thought was better than them, except from, I mean, Troy Anderson's probably – Still a gamer, might be still the best one of the best football players on the field, but not not even in that game, I wouldn't say. But he was he would belong there. He belonged for sure. But what else do we really bring to the table that showed that we're ready to make a deep playoff run? You know, uh, one thing that I think would have really helped is if our linebacking core was bolstered, and because that was their play, they were just running at our inside linebackers and. <laughs> And I'm not going to name any names, but we got worked over there. And so, you know, if we could have had more productive play out of them during that game, I think we would have felt a lot better uh, about the outcome of this game. I mean, we probably still lost, no doubt, in that in that matter. But uh, I expected us to stuff the box more than we did. I was a little bit upset that we weren't. You know, we were just playing our base defense. I was like, you yeah. know, they're, they're running at a really good clip against us. Why don't we drop down our, you know, uh, drop down our linebacker, linebackers, fill some gaps yeah. there and, you know, stuff the box. And sometimes when we did, like, even when we would, like, blitz uh, our nickel or um, where we play nickel, I don't remember now, but we would blitz. Yeah, kind of like a, we played a 4-2 for a little bit, I think, there. Played some nickel, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had some good blitzes timed up, and we hit some plays, but then we go back to base, and they would hit like ten yards on us. It was ridiculous. I mean, at one point they had a uh, first and twenty-five, and it was, they were really behind the sticks, and they pretty much got all the back besides three yards, and then and then they had to uh, kick a field goal at that point. <laughs> yeah, that was our only. That was the first half, right? That was our only stop. Yeah. That didn't result in a touchdown, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. And so um, it looks at like after halftime, um, they scored 14 points. We scored seven after halftime. Who's to say who they were playing after halftime? Um, they were dipping deep in the well there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know, man. NDSU is just completely dominant. They're bigger. They're faster. They're stronger. Um, they're more relentless. Uh, but – on the flip side, if if I'm thinking about MSU, we didn't stop fighting, and that was the cool part. I remember texting with you and Shane, and we're just sitting there going, you know, it's fourth quarter, and our boys are still scrapping for that yard. And I just love to see that because that that is huge in itself. No, and that's true. And that's – because we talked about the last episode, like, all right, so what if we do get shellacked? How, how does that affect us? Well, clearly the guys – 
weren't necessarily affected during the game. I'm sure they're upset and I'm sure they're bummed out, but they're not, they're not like distraught. They're not down about it in the, in the sense that, Oh shit, we can't even compete like this. So no, they fought to the end and they're going to come back and they're going to fight even harder next year. You know, they're going to use this to work their asses off in the off season and try and get better. So I, I, I saw that the way the team responded as a definite positive to move into next year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I don't want to talk recruiting. We're going to do that um, in our season recap, but plug in some big guys here and there, some players, some some important guys, and uh, we're more we're way more competitive in that game. So, and uh, I had a thought earlier, and I'm, this kind of reminded me of it. So, you had and we were talking a little bit before we started recording that you know NDSU, you know you don't really start at North Dakota State until you're a junior maybe a sophomore if you're a standout, but you know, that's, that's the expectations. You're going to go there. You're going to redshirt. You're going to ride the pine your freshman year. Maybe you probably play special teams your sophomore year. And then your starter, your junior year, if you're good, like that's, that's like the high trajectory for you. And you start to look at like some of the guys that you thought would be contributors this year. And you probably could be contributors this year. Choke didn't play. And you wonder, is that some sort of strategy to try and emulate that or to, you know, hold guys off on their development. Don't get them in the game too soon because you know that you're going to want them to be more productive next year. And by holding them up this year, that will help that end. Well, Choate has talked about how he loves competition. And, you know, he said last week, he's like, you better come to play in practice or else you're going to get embarrassed and you're going to get your spot taken. So I'm pretty sure that it's an open competition weekly. It is. It is. And I, I understand that. But there was there were some competitions that, you know, were kind of set and maybe some guys could have come in and helped out. But I don't know. I, I felt like maybe there was some strategy because we had talked about uh, last week. We talked about this, a certain player or two, and I can't remember who it was now. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, really good radio right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's another uh, kind of segue into this. I had texted you and Shane during the game that, is it time to put Bauman in that fourth quarter? And I thought, why the hell don't we put Bauman in? But you had a pretty good response to that, and I kind of agree with your response if you want to share that. I was just thinking of it. Oh, it was out of respect for Troy? Yep. that was That's exactly right. Yeah. So, I mean, the game was out of hand. We got a freshman quarterback, and like, what's the worst that could happen if you put him in there? But, uh, you know, that's a good point. Like, Troy led us this far. Troy sacrificed everything for the team, you know, let him finish the game. And that, I didn't thought I didn't consider that. So I appreciate, I appreciate that perspective, but I would, I would not have been upset to see Bauman in there just because <laughs> why the hell not see what, to see what he can do see if he even can complete a pass. And no, of I know course he I, could, I know he's not he could. I know he's not ready, but well, well do you, do you know? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think we just uh, we were riding Troy just in so many uh, for so many ways for so many intangible ways. Troy, Troy got us where we were, and uh, <laughs> I mean this we could have we could just focus on that one aspect of the whole season of Troy being our quarterback. We could literally do a whole podcast. We could, and we have. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we the could first talk. half of the season was basically discussing Trey Anderson at quarterback. Yeah, we could do that. We could do it for an hour and a half, probably, you know, <laughs> until and, Rovic broke his foot. And then it was like, all right, we can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, 
in, in short, though, I'm just going to tip my cap, you know, and just it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. I'll say this and let me pause for a moment because I think this is an important thing to say. The month of November to to last week was a foundational time for Bobcat football. I think more than ever, we set the tone of where we want to go as a program. No, I agree. Like that was the first time that when's the last time we went undefeated in November or did we lose to NSU in November? I don't remember what day was, day no. was that? Was that December? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Today's was. The, was it the first? December 1st. All right. So yeah, when's the last time we went to, I mean, one day or two doesn't really derail the point. Like when's the last time we went undefeated to close out the season, like in November? Yeah, I, I can't. We finished strong. No, I remember there was those those great Tenarius McGee teams. I had this number in my head, sixteen. Like we we could only seem to score like sixteen points in November in the playoffs. You remember that? Yeah. It's like like we lost to like Sam Houston State. We like scored sixteen points. Like that. Like it was just like our cap for some reason. Like we had this weird thing. We just just collapsed in on ourselves. We just hit a brick wall in November, and instead, choke teams are just plowing through the brick wall and just keep chugging along. Even though there's another brick wall behind it, they just keep running their legs. And it, then, it is weird how like those, like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You believe in what kind of team you want to be or, or you are subject to what team you happen to be, you know? And so I think that's, that's a big difference between Ash and the Choke team's is Ash was just like, I mean, it was well documented. We, we withered, and we would <laughs> just, just like beat our heads against the wall in the month of November, and be like, "Where was this awesome team that we once were? Why are we so mediocre right now?" Yeah, and it was just opposite with Ash, or excuse me, with Cho. When we really started taking off, and we were tougher, we were more resilient. Uh, we had more moxie. We had more swag. Uh, it was just, it was fun to watch. Uh, bravo to the guys. Bravo to the team because, man, that month, November, I was dreading it because just I was conditioned. You know, we're conditioned as Bobcat fans and to feel like that. And it was, it was, it was amazing to watch. It was fun. It was fun. It was I guess fun. it was, it wasn't amazing, but it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was nice to see us just take it to some teams, win convincingly. Um, I mean, Cal Poly fourth quarter backups in the side, that was a pretty dominant stretch there. Um, as dominant as choke teams can be, I suppose, because we don't really beat teams big anymore under choke, but it was dominant and it was fun to watch. And it just makes me excited to know that we can get better. We can peak going into the playoffs and that, cause that's what you want. Yeah. You want to be the hot team going in the playoffs. Who cares if you lost your first three games? If you won your last eight games, no one wants to play you. No. Besides NDSU, I doubt, I doubt anyone would want to play us last week. No, I mean, I agree. Choate said, I don't think anyone wants to play us because we're going to be a hard out, and I agree with that. I don't think we – I mean, there's several teams in the tournament, multiple teams in the tournament who probably could have beat us, but – you know, we were going to give everybody a game with the possible exception of North Dakota state, who I'm not sure will have a game with anybody. Yeah. 
So it just kind of seems to me that it's just like the luck of the draw. You just got to have a better seed, get yourself outside of the path that NDSCU is in. Because it's going to seem to me that they're going to put just the fodder. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the bubble teams are in line for NDSU and they're just, you know, they're just going to go for it. So you need a bit, little better seed, play, play the playoff game a little bit better, you know, have a better chance at getting to that championship game. And then, you know, at least you could say you made it to the championship game. <laughs> no, it's almost like, it's almost like North Dakota state number one seed. The game up to that's like, 24 and 23 seed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the, the, the last two teams in fight it out. So they can go get slaughtered by the bison. Yeah. You know, in our lifetime, Thorny, we haven't made it past uh, the sweet 16, so to say uh, second round. It's, it's depressing. I know. So uh, we have the, some goals for next year, for sure. We have some like all time big sky greats. That'll be hall of famers. And we can't, can't get past that round. <laughs> Come on. Can't win yeah. two playoff games in one year. Yeah. We'll yeah. get there, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. I have I have faith that we're headed there. All right, Thorny. So let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about for the – we're going to do a season recap, uh, kind of a really, really early uh, 2019 season preview. A whole lot to talk about, including – what the hell are we going to do, Troy Anderson? But we're going to talk about that next episode, which uh, you, you want to release that next Monday, I assume, same time, same place. Sure. Sounds give, good a, to me. give us a week to see if any – what happens in the recruiting trail, uh, coaching carousel, if it happens at all to us. So give us some yep. time to think things over. <laughs> Go, going forward, I think we should kind of just be flexible. And, you know, I don't know when we want to put out a, a new episode, but – you know, I think we'll probably put something out for yeah. recruiting news and uh, around signing day and stuff like that. So we'll just keep you posted yeah. for sure. This will be our last or the next season. Next one will be our last regularly scheduled podcast. After that, it's going to be if anything exciting happens to talk about, we'll talk about it. Sounds good. So, Thorny, do you want to play this buy or sell game? Uh, I feel like you're going to throw me some complete curveballs and you, you haven't even warned me what it's about. But OK, why not? Okay, so before we, uh, before we got on tonight, I was like, we're not going to talk about North Dakota State for more than five minutes because it was just depressing. So I was like, how are we going to fill our time? So I came up with a buy or sell winter Christmas edition. I got five questions for you. You got to buy or sell on five. Them. Okay, jeez, all right, fire away. Right. Uh, okay, uh, question number one: buy or sell Washington winters over Montana winters. What does that even mean? Does buying it mean Washington's worse or better? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> would you rather have buy or sell? Yeah, Washington winters are better than Montana winters. Yes, but I still rather rather have a Montana winter. So is that a buy or sell? I'm buying Montana winters. You're if buying I Montana winters. I miss it. I miss. Going outside, it's so cold that it hurts to breathe. You you get that kind of – it feels like there's snot on your nose, but there's not because it's so cold. You know what I'm talking about? Like I mm -hmm. miss that feeling. I miss like going outside and Mother Nature just punches you in the face. <laughs> like I, I miss it. It's kind of like you go out here and everyone's – it's like snows one time and the roads just turn into complete chaos because no one knows how to drive. 
in snow that's not even sticking on the road. So, <laughs> although I, I live, you're in a different spot than me. I live closer to the coast and, and the humidity is pretty nasty. I don't like it. It cuts through your winter clothes. You can't layer for it. It just cuts right through everything. Oh, so, gosh, yeah. yeah. But still, I prefer Montana winter. I'm going with that. Okay. Buy or sell, I will make, I will decorate Christmas cookies. Sell them. I don't decorate Christmas cookies. Never, ever. All right. How it's about you? <laughs> oh, just hold on. I'll, I'll go over mine. Okay, I'll okay. ask the questions for me. This too. can't all be me. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. This, oh, I'll have my round. Buy or sell, I will. I decorate my yard for Christmas. Selling it, I don't decorate anything. Scrooge, man. I was thinking this time. My son was talking about Christmas lights. He's a little. He's two and a half. I'm like, oh shit! Now I have to put up some Christmas lights, probably. So maybe I'll do that now. All right. I don't know if I'm a Scrooge. I'm more of just of a general bah humbug. <laughs> but not as, not as bad as Scrooge, but just I don't get into the Christmas spirit. So I'm probably going to sell the rest of your questions if they're similar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see what we got. Number four, buy or sell. I've already bought my wife a gift. Her double buy. I've already bought her birthday gift, which is in the middle of January. So I've already done everything. Christmas and birthday. Boom. Wow. Problem solved. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, all the all the husbands listening to this right now are just giving you an applause. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see if it, <laughs> how the gifts turn out. Okay, last one, buy or sell. There's opening. no vacuums, so okay. don't worry about that. Don't disrupt me, Thorny. <laughs> I got one more for you. So, okay, buy or sell, opening presents on Christmas Eve over Christmas Day. We always grew up doing one on Christmas Eve and the rest on Christmas Day, so I don't know how to answer that. Would you? So you have to. You have to. You have to either buy or sell. You got to play the game. So but buy or sell opening Christmas or presents on Christmas Eve over Christmas Day. I'm I'm opening on Christmas Day. Okay, so that's a sell. Yes, I'm selling it. All right. You sold everything except buying your wife a gift already. Yep. I feel like you're going to inverse the complete, my complete list. All right. Well, let's see. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> see what I got. All right. Ryan, buy or sell Washington winters over Montana winters. I'm going to buy Washington winters over Montana winters. Here's the reason why. I'm an early morning runner. And when you run, when it's minus 30 degrees out, it's not that fun. Uh, when I wake up over here in Spokane, it's normally, you know, if we have a clear night, it's going to be around between 15 and 25. If there's cloud cover, it's going to be between the low 30s and, and low 40s. So that's easy. That's easy for me to buy. All right. um, Fair enough. I'm a skier and we still get awesome. So I go over to lookout pass and ski over on the Montana, Idaho border. So all that's just a wash for me. So that doesn't bother me. Um, buy or sell. I will decorate cookies. That's a hard sell. I don't decorate cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I easily bored with that. I don't even like sugar cookies all that much. So that's easy sell for me. Um, buy or sell, I will decorate my yard for Christmas. Uh, I'm definitely buying. Uh, as you all know, I just bought a house. Uh, if you've been listening for the last 
three weeks, you probably for somewhere after that, it is already decorated. Uh, my mom, <laughs> uh, my birthday's coming up in the next couple weeks, and my mom sent me uh, for my birthday. She already sent me a gift of. Have you seen those projecting globe things that go onto your house? Yeah, that's the one thing I would consider because there's no effort required. Is <laughs> stake it in the ground, turn it on, boom, lights. Oh my gosh! So my mom, uh, she sent me six of them. I'm like <laughs> six. I could barely use three on my house. And I'll so, take one. Yeah. Okay. I'll send it to you. Uh, it's <laughs> it's awesome. I'm not like you know, like Clark Griswold out there, but I have like a snowman blow up, a you know penguin blow up in three uh, three globes. It looks good. I'll tell you that it looks good. So I I will probably even expand on that every year. Yeah. I'm already looking at the lows, going okay. I'm gonna buy that deer when it goes on sale. <laughs> After Christmas, you know, I'm already planning for that. So I feel like this picture has to go up on the CatCast Twitter account. Picture didn't happen. Your well, yard. Yeah. yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay. okay. Um, okay. So number four, buy or sell. I've already bought my wife a gift. Uh, that's a hard sell. <laughs> that probably won't be until two or three days before. So cougar store <clears throat> cougars. <laughs> well, you know what? As she told me, and so I'm in a kind of a pickle right now because she, I asked her, I was like, so what do you want for Christmas? She goes, nothing. We just bought a house. <laughs> don't buy it. Don't fall in that. Oh trap. my gosh. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm rolling my eyes, you know, not looking at her. I'm just going, oh, gosh, that's just hard for me. I don't know what to do. So uh, any any ideas there? No. No? Doesn't okay. know your wife at all. She's a cougar, so cougars love cougar gear, so just buy her some cougar shirts. There you go. Not bad. Go down to the bookie here in Spokane. Okay. Yeah, go down to the bookie, get some cougar shirts and some cougar gold. That cheese is delicious. Is it? Never had it. Oh man, you need to buy some and find the recipe for the Cougar Gold mac and cheese. Mm. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. Um, last one: buy or sell opening Christmas or presents on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day. I will buy that till I die. It's a tradition. We always open all our presents on Christmas Eve. Open our stockings on Christmas Day. Hmm. So, like, you do all the really cool stuff the night before, and then you get, like, oranges Christmas morning. No, my, my, my stockings are way better than oranges. My mom, I, I probably have more in my house. The tradition was the stockings were almost some of the best stuff. Hmm. You know, you got all your money in the stockings. You got, you know, all the good, like, little trinkets you need. Of course, mom put in, like, toothpaste and soap and, like, deodorant <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But always a have, subtle hint that your hygiene needs some work. <laughs> you know, when you have a teenage boy around, you know, <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, stockings are always some of the best stuff, I thought. So well, my mother in law does always put a bottle of port in mine. So that's pretty awesome. There you go. Well, that's all I got, man. Yeah, I didn't prepare any fun segments or anything. Just, uh, just wanted to plow through this obligatory post game. North Dakota State episode, I'd much rather talk about how we're going to look next year, what we need to do, recruiting battles, all these kinds of stuff, because that's more exciting than talking about the, the, the butt weapon we received on Saturday in Fargo. So 
that will be a much funner, more fun episode. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. There's there's gonna be a lot to talk about. There is absolutely. So, well, yeah, that's that's about all I got here. So, anything else you want to add? No. Nope. Um, got to buy my wife a gift here now. And- <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, We'll just end it with the normal Go Cats. Go Cats. All right, buddy. We'll see you.